Knock, knock. Who's there? Memoirs of a Modern Marriage. Memoirs of a Modern Marriage who? Memoirs of a Modern Marriage.com. Oh, shit. You mean I can go to the site and request to be a guest? Fuck yeah. If you want to get in on this nonsensical conversation, hop onto our site and request to be a guest today. Bonus points if you're a furry couple. Also, don't forget to check us out on our social media sites. Links are in the description. Now get ready to start your week off meh. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Memoirs of a Modern Marriage. We are your host. My name is Dave. And I'm Liz. And joining us again is Stephanie. Hello. So we are on part two and Stephanie's dramatic conclusion to her story. Um, well, you know, not her full story, just she hasn't lived her full story yet. But the dramatic conclusion of Steph and Justin. I wouldn't um, even say it's the conclusion of Steph and Justin, but it was the conclusion of our marriage. Yeah, yes. the conclusion of the marriage. So your friends still, right? Yes. Yes, we are actually very close. Like high fives or like? Um, like the last time we slept together was less than a year. Okay, so you guys were friends with benefits. Yes. Okay, that uh, <laughs> that clears the air a little more. Okay. Our sex life got better after marriage. That is astounding. <laughs> it did. It did. It's that so is did. astounding. He wanted nothing to do with me when we were married because I was naggy. And, and he was on cocaine. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but coke dick is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and can guarantee dick. you, I can guarantee mm-hmm. you, a lot of the issues that you were having was because of coke the dick. The cocaine or the, or the drinking. Right. Yes. You know what helps? Kratom. Kratom. Kratom does. You <laughs> For those talk of you about... out there that can't get off the booze, try Kratom. Try Kratom. <laughs> Your Don't sex know. life. It's baby crack. Stop. Just yeah, stop. Don't it do is. it. It is. It's bad for you. Um, but it's so good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sex life does, um, does increase amazingly on Kratom. However, Especially there is a downside. You... Oh, there is? Oh, there's a huge downside. What would that be? Um, aside from my uh, blood pressure spiking, um, poops. Oh, like opioids? Um, I want to say like worse. You can't go? Uh, it no, you can. It just it's very painful. You pop a vein. I've like, never tried kratom. I was afraid. Yeah, yeah. It's like shitting out a fucking uh, small coffee can. Mm. Yeah, not shitting into a small coffee can. See, shitting I felt like out. that when I was on uh, Lamictal. That was really rough for me. I had yeah. to take like a daily helper, let's call it. Yeah. But yeah, I've never done kratom. I've never, I've never used kratom to the point where it had that effect on me. Yeah, my poops were doing cannonballs. <laughs> he'd go in there and he'd come out like dripping sweat. Yeah. <laughs> I what? <laughs> like that one day. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm doing great. The TMI podcast. That's right. All right. So if you guys have any trouble with your stool, make sure you give me a, a phone call. Um. So anyway, yeah, we're gonna go back to um the uh, the marriage. Um. So. Give me a little bit of insight on his personality 
um, not like the drug abuse, but like his personality, the way he treated you throughout the entire. It varied on his level of sobriety. Um, if Justin was sober, uh, he was very invested in what was going on around him. If Justin was high, he was very invested in what was going on with Justin. If Justin was coming down, Justin was very angry, very irritable, very quick to temper, um, paranoid, um, you know, all of those things wrapped into one. Uh, he, it just, it, you never knew. It was just, it was a mixed bag. You never knew what reaction you were going to get. So um, would you say like it was more violent or was it, was it more just like uh, a verbally aggressive? Um, if he was... If he was coming down, it became violent. Okay. Um, if he was in the throes of, there would be a lot of verbal aggression, a lot of verbal abuse. Um, when Justin was sober, he didn't see some of the things that he said as verbally abusive, mm-hmm. but they were all the same. Um, so there was, it was like a grab bag. There wasn't really, like, he didn't, there was never a... He never made a conscious effort at all through the entirety of our relationship to ever point out the good. Okay. We'll put it that way. So would you say then like he was had more of a negative personality mm-hmm. oh, yes. to begin with? Very much so. a pessimist, yes. But okay, so I've known you now for about three and a half years, like mm-hmm. like on a on a more personal level. Yes. Um like I've known of you for over over four years. Um but as somebody who has known you as long as I have, I can honestly say that I I don't think you'd be the person to just lay down and take that. No. Yeah. Um, so I could see a, a bit of maybe like retaliation of verbally abuse or, or verbal mm-hmm. abuse and, and and things of of that nature. So knockdown, throwdown fights, you know, um, Sunday the, night. The knockdown, throwdown fights. And there was um, – there were times where I would get inebriated, uh, drunk or high or high on coke or whatever. We'd be in a group of people, and it seemed that my self-defense mechanism was to sarcastically trash him in front of the people that we knew in search of a response from them to attest to my unhappiness, if that makes sense. In a way, I, I, I was see looking that. for their verbal or you or wanted otherwise. validation. Yes, that. exactly. Yeah. That I'm not crazy because he repeatedly called me crazy. I'm not crazy that the way he was treating me was not okay. I wanted people in my corner, and I went about that the complete wrong way. Like I said, getting trashed and then mm-hmm. bashing him and expecting people to like join into the humor. Yeah, kind and of that like never Liz bashes me. You know, she's all like, "You're ugly." Yeah, your I heard feet that, smell yeah. funny. I heard that too. Yeah. yeah. Your feet smell awful. Yeah. Now I heard funny. that from your mouth though, Dave. So I do. My feet smell horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be able to tolerate that, just you know. So props to you, Liz, because oh. that would not be anything I could put up with. <laughs> that mudroom oh. upstairs where he takes his shoes off, sometimes I'll like open the door and like, ugh, yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> that is one thing I can say for Justin <laughs> is even in the line of work that he was in, because he's a laborer for a living, um, he would come home. And even though I hated the fact that there, there would legitimately be a trail of Justin from where he came home to where he got in the shower, like literally, here's his socks, here's his pants, here's his <laughs> boxers, here's his shirt, here's his lunchbox, here's his coffee thermos. And then he would get in the shower. But he was always like very, 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 very clean. I think it's cute that like, and and 
All right. So to be clear, nobody else here has headphones on but me. But uh, Stephanie was uh, making – I know it sounded in stereo, <laughs> but she was actually going around in a circle and starting <laughs> pointing at shit. So uh, just so we're all on the same page, she was not backing away from the microphone. She was spinning around in a chair. <laughs> I was pointing out where all of his things got located. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so he was always a very clean, clean person. We never had like smelly feet issues or smelly <laughs> Justin problems or dirty Justin problems or anything of those anything of that nature that's a huge turnoff for me as a woman i can't handle smells oh no no i totally get it um i on the other hand cannot handle um my shoes like i i i I, it doesn't matter i could buy a nice new pair of shoes and in three days they smell like hot garbage (laughs) you know so like i'm like wash your feet before you put these new ones on (laughs) and i do a lot of times i do socks with new shoes uh yes yeah. Yeah. A lot of times. Yes. Uh, my suggestion to you then, honestly, and I've been with a guy before that had a foot odor problem and it turned out to be something that could be taken care of medically. So maybe it's something that you. could. Well, you know, no, I got all that newfangled insurance. I might have to. Yeah. Don't they do like <coughs> Botox injections to help you like so you don't sweat oh my and stuff? God, when my feet like, be you can like get- sans wrinkles. You yeah. can get like Botox injections. You, you can get Botox injections like in your armpits so you don't sweat and shit. What? Well, blow Did up your the wrinkles feet stink in there ten too? years ago? Yes. Oh well, see, you're screwed. Yeah, my feet have stink <laughs> as far back as I can remember. Honestly, like my aunt when I was growing up, like my aunt would like. She 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 would like now. Did you pack two extra pairs of socks with you when you go to school to make sure that your shoes don't smell? <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's he been just a throws thing. Throws them away. He doesn't even wash them. Just... It's been a thing. You know what? No, no. Funny story. True story. I would literally pack an extra set of clothes with with me to go to school with. To change into because my aunt did not approve of the clothes that I was packing into my backpack mm-hmm. for me to wear. So in leaving the house, I would always wear these like preppy. these yeah these preppy shirts. You know, they're they're old navy shirt and shit like that. <laughs> uh-huh. I would I would wear that leaving the house. But at school, somehow I would make it into a Marilyn Manson T-shirt or like, you know, yeah, Jinko jeans. (laughs) See me, I was like leaving the house as a goody goody two shoes and then smoking a joint at the bus stop before I got on the bus to go to school. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, we would take acid before we went to school and shit like that. Yeah. It was really nice. (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 That was a fun day. I feel like the good kid. I really do. Yeah. Because like the only thing I've ever- the only thing I've ever done is smoke weed, and I did not smoke weed until I was 21. Yeah. Like, I was afraid of getting caught when I was a kid. Yeah. Ecstasy was my jam back then. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> I was the anti-drug preacher. Preacher. I would <laughs> preach to everybody I fucking knew. Every time I saw them, like, spark up, light up, whatever, you know that's bad for you. You know you're killing your brain cells. You know, and, like, I was, like, the D.A.R.E. program on two feet. It was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. And then for the fr- 14 was the first time that I smoked. And after that, it, I still smoke to this day. We'll just put it that way. Like, I, it was just done. I just quit preaching. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, now, I, 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 okay, so I've spent, like, different parts of my life in that position and then like different parts of my life 
And it's weird because it would be like anti-drug, drug user, anti-drug, drug user. When we got together. Anti-drug, drug user. Yeah. When we got together. He I did was not, anti-weed. Yeah. He did not smoke. And I'm like, well, I smoke every fucking day. <laughs> and so he started, you know, like he hit it a couple times and then it was just. Then, it, yeah, then it was just me in the couch with donuts <laughs> talking about fucking we need to start playing more Bob Marley on the radio. And it was a bad time. But I find that funny that like you weren't smoking when yeah. we got together and I was just like, well, Little did I you just know. got this fat set. It kind of feels like Little the guy you know, I just like, started seeing has like nothing to do with that, but apparently uh-huh. is okay if I do so. But I still feel weird uh-huh. in front of him. I don't know why I've been smoking since I was 14, but for whatever reason, I feel like I'm offending him. So um, can I, I'm going to tell a funny story real quick. Hold on, hold on. Before you do, I want to just put this out there. I'm the hookup guy. That guy that she's seeing? Yeah. I'm the hookup guy. Oh, yeah. What, when we cut, we got to hear all the juicy details. Uh, I already heard some of the juicy details while you were hanging out upstairs with the dogs. I was getting your water bottle filled. This was way before that. Yeah. Oh, I was finishing the show. I was, watch- I was finishing my episode of River yeah, Monsters. Yeah, and I was getting a whole new fucking... <laughs> she missed the episode. Like, the detail yeah. of, of, of Steph's, uh, Steph's daily life. Hey, so. if he's allowed to tell his work friends, I'm allowed to tell mine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. So if you're listening to this and you know who you are, yes, I've been talking about you. I mean, kind of. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's been fine. Um, but anyway, as you were, as you were, babe. So I would smoke so much and I was with somebody not going to say who. Mm-hmm. Um, He did not smoke, but I smoked constantly, like fucking sun up to sundown. So it was on his clothes. His uncle ran a drug dog. <gasps> he went over to his uncle's house one time. And the dog kept triggering. Mm. And they thought the dog was broken. They sent the dog back to be retrained. <laughs> so, yeah, when I say, like, yeah, I smoked, I've never been I a, smoked. I've never been a sun-upper to sundowner. I'm a end-of-the-dayer. I am a, now the work is done, my responsibilities are complete, mm-hmm. I'm going to chill out, now I'm at home and relax. I can't function at a high capacity mm-hmm. when I'm high. I just I, can't. I would wake and bake and just, I would not let myself down buzz. It was just, just const- constantly. I would have a bowl packed by the bed in case I woke up in the middle of the night. I'd hit it a couple times, snuff it out, and then go back to sleep. Now that's me and my vape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wake up, there's like five different vapes next to the side of that. Do I want watermelon, mint, or vanilla? I don't yeah. know. I mean, Yesterday, that actually sounds like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I fell asleep on the couch like... In the afternoon, I took a nap. I woke up and like my, it was like this. Yeah. Just hanging out of my mouth. Like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, apparently I need the nicotine while I'm sleeping. Right. (laughs) Now, mind you, my family, uh, my mom's side, especially uh, my dad, there's a history there of him smoking and, Mm -hmm. you know, partaking in, um, in weed on a regular basis. Uh, for a long time but with my mom's side of the family we are talking italian catholics this is like no good whatsoever you just don't do that um and justin always 
all, I can't begin to emphasize always. I'm putting it in a rainbow. You can't see me, but always. So he was always high. So he always smelled like weed. Mm -hmm. And so every time we would go to my mother's house, he would reek like weed. He would smoke on the way there. Mm -hmm. And they loved him anyway. They adored him. To this day, my family, if I told my brother or my mother that I was getting back together with Justin, they would probably jump for joy. They, I don't know what it is about that man, but they fell in love with him and they fell in love hard. Hard. I mean, your parents like me. So, like, oh my God. From like day one. Yeah. Day one. The only one who was skeptical of you was my brother. Yeah. And he, and he would like, he loves me now. He, oh my God. This is hilarious. Like, He's just like sitting there with his arms crossed the first time he meets Dave, and he's just fucking like he's mean mugging. Mean me mugging. He's waiting yeah. for you. To, he's waiting for you to be the ex. So yeah. mm-hmm. Dave goes out on the porch to have a cigarette, and Eddie just starts grilling me. Has he done this, 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 this? And I'm like, well, he used to do coke, but not, you know, and like he doesn't even really smoke weed, you know, anymore. He, you know, he'll smoke with me now, but and he was like. Has he ever done uh, mustard gas off a what off have a he hooker? Ever, has, has he, he ever, ever hooted mustard gas off a hooker's ass? And that I'm like, no. <laughs> so then he gets in my face and he's like, if you go out there and tell him I'm asking you these questions, it's done. And I'm like, my brother's a teddy bear, a fucking teddy bear. To look at him, you would not think he was. Yeah. So I, of course, now, I go out before. Yes. He was the one mm-hmm. at the wedding who mm-hmm. got up and took the mic and started talking and like everybody started crying. Yeah. <laughs> so I go outside and of course I tell Dave, like he just like grilled me. And I told him about like the mustard gas comment. Eddie comes out to have a cigarette and Dave's trying to break the ice. Like it was really awkward. It, it was, was really, it was very it was really awkward. fucking awkward. But I did and Dave so, it up. I Daved it up pretty so well. So he was like, oh, they're kind of talking. And Dave's like, oh, that reminds me of this one time that me and a buddy hooted mustard gas off this hooker's ass. <laughs> My brother did. turned and just glared at me. <laughs> lost <laughs> it. Lost it. Could not stop laughing. And so, then he's loved me ever since. So we go back to our house. Eddie went with us. They talked the rest of the fucking night. I played on my phone. I was not even there. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we became best friends after I'm that. I'm just like playing. I think I was playing with like words with friends at the time. I, that's all I fucking did. They just, yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> like we actually found that we had more common ground than he thought. Yeah. Is really what yeah it you guys like um, kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Bonded. We, Bonded over we music. We connected over music. Yeah. And um, then you tried to turn on a horror movie and he got scared and left and you're like, what? <laughs> He's like, well, the sun's going down. I can't watch yeah, scary movies. the old dusty trail. You can't watch scary movies in the dark because he cannot watch scary movies in the dark. And if he watches a scary movie during the day, then he has to watch a comedy afterwards. I understand. That. I was like that when I was a teenager. I was like that when I was like five. Dude. I do not remember the first time I ever took Justin. I don't remember that at all. Oh, man. Her mom loved me from the start. Um, Her dad also loved me from the start. Her biological dad, we bonded almost immediately. Like, the guy's like, oh, yeah, you're way better than the last guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which was my now ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, Finnegan loved me. Like, no, he didn't. Oh, no, he did. He did. He he overloved me like he does everybody else. But he hated it when we got close. And he still yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, we get close now. And it's he, he tries to split his way in between us. And- well, the new guy. So he he made a random joke that um, if your dog bites me again, I'm out of there. And I was like, wait, what? Because our first date, we had gotten kind of inebriated and I didn't remember that happening. And I was like, are you kidding me? One of my dogs bit you? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, no, no. I'm just playing with you. And I was like, oh, my God. It freaked me out. It freaked me out. I will say I've met him. him. He's he's nice. He's really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a fantastic guy. Mm -hmm. He was. I was not expecting what I saw when I saw because you know he's from this neighborhood, so I mm-hmm. was expecting this neighborhood, and he does work for us outside. I come home and he's got his shirt off, and I told Dave, "I'm like oh, this motherfucker's cut." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> <laughs> he works out." Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's all he does is work, and yeah. he's like, so nice. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the first time I met him, like I ordered lunch at work and had it delivered to the house by accident he went and got it for me and like kept it until i got home for lunch and yeah yeah he's yeah he's 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 a hell of a guy i uh you know like i got nothing bad to say about him he's probably one of the coolest people i've met and you know he does do labor for not a whole lot of money so you know if you ever need to know find out a guy i got a plug for you I got a plug for you, <laughs> but he does have a regular, uh, a regular job now. So those, those days have became more few, uh, fewer and far farther between. Yes. According to him, um, a lot of the side work aspects of, you know, the things that he was doing were due to COVID at the time. So yeah. Shit, yeah. he did. I mean, Everything that we upgraded on our house last yeah. year outside, he did. And yeah, he did our front porch, our fence, our walkway. Yeah. And a good job at that. Yeah. And he came and he mowed for us. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nice yeah. guy. Yeah. He's not afraid of work, which no, I not. obviously find attractive. So there's that. No, right. I mean, they finished that fence because I think that it was raining or something. So they got started late and he said it would be done by the weekend. Friday night, they're out there in the dark, in the rain, fucking finishing it up. So yep. I'm like, "Yep, got nothing bad to say about him." But hey, we're actually uh, we're at way off topic. Yeah. So. <laughs> Go figure. Um, so going back to Justin, where we mm-hmm. leave off. So the uh, aggressive when he was uh, inebriated or or, or coming, coming down. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Now, and so. I want to point out to you. This man had a way of bringing out the worst in me. Mm. I have seen sides of myself that I never even knew existed. There are things that I have done to him that I can't even, like in my brain, I just can't even categorize. I never thought mm-hmm. myself capable until I met and married this man. So You know, when I lost all my weight, I started seeing sides of myself that I'd never seen before. <laughs> yeah, too. like the back and Yeah, a little bit a little bit toes. on the Yeah. <laughs> I will say I've met people like that. That you it's like you don't know what it is. It just triggers something in you that it's just He just knew how to come at me. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly how to say something to get me to react. Yeah. And he would do it all the time. So all the time. what would you say would be the most escalated he has become? 
in that situation? Okay. Um, that would be right before our divorce. Um, so I went back. So, okay, let's go back a little bit. My father got sick with cancer. Um, that in and of itself was rough. He didn't know how to handle that. He didn't know how to deal with that with me. He actually had a conversation with my father at the time about how to deal with that with me because of Mm -hmm. how I was reacting to the situation. Um, my dad progressed in his illness. I spent a lot of time with my dad. Um, when he passed away, I kind of lost myself. Um, but we also, my brother was working overnights driving truck. Um, Long holes. He was working all week. He had two small children. Um, So he ended up moving in with us, with the kids, because my stepmom, obviously, at this point in time, could no longer watch the kids. My brother worked. Um, So I had the kids for a long time. It it got to a point where I just, I couldn't do that anymore with my brother. Like, my niece needed a sweater in February, and my brother said it was almost spring and he wouldn't buy her a sweater. And, like, he would come home on the weekends and continually send the kids to go ask Aunt Nene, go ask Aunt Nene, go ask Aunt Nene. And it was just, it was just too much. So we ended that situation and moved on. Um, When we moved into the new house, things started to escalate. Uh, There was a time he was outside cleaning his truck and he brought in a pair of sunglasses, leopard print sunglasses. I'll never forget this. I've never purposely bought a pair of leopard print sunglasses in my entire life. (laughs) And he says, and he he doesn't say anything. He just sets them on the counter next to me while I'm doing dishes. And I said, whose are those? Mm -hmm. They're yours. They're not. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. Where'd they come from? My truck. Okay, well, I know what's going on now. You know, Whatever. We're married. My dad has passed. I don't I don't care anymore. It is what it is. Uh, then there was a bottle of white rain hairspray <coughs> that rolled out from under the truck seat when he hit the brakes. <laughs> I've never in my life used white rain hairspray. And he, I said, whose is this? Well, I drove you to that bachelorette party. I called every girl that went to that bachelorette party. Well, it's Maddie's, his daughter. Call Maddie. You use white rain hairspray? No? Okay. And I left it at that. Like, I'm not... I, I've disproved what you said, and now mm-hmm. I'm walking away from this situation. Her name um, was Tammy, by the way. Anybody that uses white rain hair spray is <laughs> Yeah, that's, I was just going to say, like, super classy. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Tiffany. Yeah. yeah, or Misty or Mitzi. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Any yeah. of those, like, trailer programs? Right, right. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm well aware of what's going on at this point. Um, and so he also is having... A large problem with uh, pills and narcotics in the sense that uh, with all of the damage that he had done to his body falling out of the tree, um, he got himself hooked on painkillers on top of everything else. And so he was consistently spending a lot of money on um, street drugs would be what you would call it. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was spending a lot of money. So I had to go back to work, essentially, is where that went. I go back to work at the bar. What I do, I tend bar. It's what I've always done. Mm-hmm. Immediately, this causes problems. Uh, the first night that I went back to work, I ended up getting drugged by a customer. When I was done working, I sat down. I had one glass of wine. I came to in a cab on my way home. Um According to my ex-husband, I had called him. I was wandering around uh, downtown Akron, uh, had no idea who I was, where I was, what I was doing. I had no idea what my address was. 
uh, any of this. He accused me of drinking too much and cheating on him and so on and so forth. Never believed that any of that happened. So that was a catastrophe in and of itself. Also, like, the pot calling the kettle black. There. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You yeah, know? White rain. Shit. Yeah. Come on, leopard glasses. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so one night I go to work and after hours, it had gotten to the point where I would go home and he had to get up <coughs> early to go to work. He would have a problem with me turning on the TV, turning on a light, anything. Now, you can't just go home right after work and go to bed. I mean, nobody can do that. So I started going to a friend's house after hours. We would play euchre, smoke weed, just hang out for a little bit. And then I would go home and go to bed. Um, so one night he went out. It was a Friday night. And I went to work. And at the end of the night, I went to the friend's house, sitting out in the parking lot with my friend. And we're smoking a joint in her truck. And he calls me. And he hey. Where you at? Well, I'm sloshed. I'm close to where you're at. If I come to you, will you drive us home? Absolutely. Absolutely. So he's on his way. I send him the address. I'm sitting in the parking lot with my friend smoking the straw. I see him pull into the parking lot. No sooner do his headlights connect with my car, where my car is sitting, he slams on the gas flies into the side of my freaking car and like hits it so hard that it pushes the car next to it that pushes the car next to it and yeah it was oh my god it was bad and i'm sitting in this truck with my friend and we're both just jaws drop just looking at the situation like he legitimately tried to plow his truck he thought i was in my car he tried to plow his truck into my car to kill me oh wow. that was that was the ultimate violent act on his part yeah wow Then he raced out of the parking lot, went down a block, got out, and he pulled a two-by-four out of the bed of his truck, and he was trying to pry his bumper off of his tire. And that's when the cops showed up that Uh I called. They couldn't pin him for anything because the keys were not in the ignition. He wasn't actively driving. He wasn't doing anything at the time, so they could not prove a thing. Oh, that's balls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So pretty much that was the end of that. Uh, He filed... I, I wasn't even the one that filed after that. He filed, and oh. we were divorced in July of that year. That was uh, divorced in... Something tells me that would be a little easier than trying to kill you. Like, I don't know. The The repercussion of divorce is so much less than, you know, a sentence for murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, but in the adult mind of a drug user and alcoholic... And you're in that immediate, I'm angry. I don't know what you're doing at this human's house. I, I'm i doing the absolute worst possible thing I could be doing. So I'm assuming that you are doing the most worst possible thing you yeah. could be doing. So, yes, my solution to the problem is I'll just eliminate you. Huh. That sounds about right. Yeah. Isn't that like what they say when you have a guilty conscience? And, mm-hmm. The yeah. guilty accuse. Yeah. Yep. yep. The guilty <laughs> accuse. Absolutely. And that was very much true in our relationship. So you weren't in the car when it happened. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's insane. It is insane. <laughs> it insane. is very insane. I have pictures of the car. And he literally, when he hit the car, and I want to emphasize that this was not, uh, this was in 2012. I had a 1990 Buick Le I had a car made of steel. Like, it was yeah, not right. a plastic toy car (laughs) and he moved it to the point where the whole back end of my car was literally in the next parking space over he hit it that hard fantastic shit shit he was that mad at me (laughs) well i mean you know (laughs) yeah well and see that's the thing like 
you know, he's trying to pry his bumper off of his tire. Mm-hmm. I love that he's trying to pry his bumper off the tire. There's and the police obvious are all like, damage. Mm-hmm. And they're like, police are all like, well, we didn't catch him in the act. <laughs> Keys aren't in the ignition, so he must be uh, he must mm-hmm. be innocent here. Now, I'm sorry. Now, but- don't get me wrong. They did cart him off. I don't remember because this was a long time ago and I was high and there was a lot happening at the time. I don't remember exactly what his charges were. I remember very vividly seeing him in the backseat of the cop car shooting laser death eyes at me. I remember that very <laughs> well, yeah, clearly. I mean, very clearly. The police showed up. I mean, you know, plus you were still alive. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. The next day we went to uh, we went to Bob Evans together and uh, sat down over breakfast and. Uh, he said, "Yes, that's it then, Hana." <laughs> was he was like, "I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you fucking kids and that <laughs> yeah. stupid shit-eating dog too." Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he actually, so he maintained a relationship with my son. Like he and I have maintained a relationship. Um, but he, in the past six months, has annihilated his relationship with my son. Uh, my son will trip. Every Saturday. That's his thing. Him and mm-hmm. his fiance, they trip together every Saturday. Um, he had invited my ex-husband over to do so. He got so deep and so dark and so twisted that he scared my son to the point, scared my son's fiance to the point. Son will no longer talk. Just the things that he was saying and talking mm-hmm. about. So yeah, he Hell yeah. Well, I mean, you know, maybe that's probably one of those instances where, like, you do not feed the animals yeah. kind of situation, yeah. like, yeah. you know. Which I explained to Christopher, <clears throat> like, you kind of walked yourself into that. Right. But now Madison, his daughter, uh, when we first got together, she was eight. Um, her and I have been very close her entire life up to this point. Um, she has a two-year-old son now. That is, for all intents and purposes, son. She lived with me for about a year or so, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... Love that girl to pieces. We have a very good relationship, a very strong relationship. Mm-hmm. Very thankful. So if all I got out of all of that was Madison and the baby, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, you you treat Maddie like she's your own. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, not a whole lot of step-parents do that. You know, hang on to a relationship with their stepchildren post, you know, Yeah, she divorce. was 16 when we split, and she's 25 now. She's yeah. very much... My daughter. I love her to death. Yeah. Yeah. You've even gone out of your way to help her like a mother would. And that's that's pretty commendable. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you guys have gotten the divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys were, you know, well, still are friends. Mm-hmm. Were you friends right after the divorce or did it take a while? Now, <laughs> it took a while. Um, his sister actually went to my divorce hearing with me. <laughs> His family was so mad at him for filing divorce. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. They were telling me that I could move to Maryland with them and live with them to get back on my feet. His sister came to go with me to court. Um, I mean, it was just it was like I said, I love these people there. Mm-hmm. I have. Now, were there any like assets in the split or was it just a straight up split? We're no, done. I told him. So he filed. I told him, I said, I'm not going to fight you. I don't want yeah. alimony. I don't want anything out of you. <clears throat> yeah. I said, the only thing that I want in this divorce decree is I want my maiden name back. Mm-hmm. And he assured me that would happen. Yeah. And no, it did not. So I'm still a Mackie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Mackie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. 
Garrett, you're quite welcome. <laughs> <laughs> <way>. um, <laughs> yeah, the day I fucking realized that, I was just like mind blown. I was like fucking smacky. Yep. First and that was her. Last, yeah, first <laughs> yeah. initial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, now that's your nickname. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but it took a while for you guys to become friends. Mm-hmm. Um, at what point did you realize that you guys were just better friends with benefits? Like, I wouldn't even say it's the friends with benefits angle. I think there was a point where we just both kind of matured to the point where we realized that people are in your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't necessarily need to be the reason that we thought it was supposed to be. Uh, he and I are able to communicate better now than we ever have before. We don't argue like we used to. We understand each other a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, getting divorced took the pressure off of the relationship. So I would say probably about two years after we were divorced, uh, okay. we saw each other again. Um, and that old sarcastic banter came back. Yeah. And yeah. it was relieving. And so the friendship started there. Okay. So like – um and the reason why I ask is because, like, is he one of the types of one of those types of people that they're just like they understand that you have a relationship now, so they're going to back off. Yes. Or is he going to be upset that now you are in a relationship? He, he still thinks to this day, you know, that he has some form of like a seniority, shall we say, <laughs> um, that he thinks that regardless of who I start dating, that he's more important that you know I should still spend time with him type situation, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's in any relationship that is not cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not cool. Like yeah. he doesn't like the word no. Hates the word no. Well, I mean, and I've talked about this before, but honestly, like uh the word no, um they've done scientific studies on that. And um verbally it's like punching somebody in the face because it releases the same hormone in your brain as if you were mm-hmm. to get punched in the face. So, yeah, nobody likes that word, but Sometimes you just got to fucking suck it up. Understanding Justin's personality along with what you just said makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. And, you know, um, I've seen I've seen people even in my line of work. You tell them you tell them no. And you started a war, Mm -hmm. you know, like, sorry, can't help you. Mm -hmm. We have policies we have to follow. Well, that's not legal, you know, mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. So no is exactly, you know, like being punched in the face verbally. So I can kind of understand why he would feel some sort of way, but he's also got to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's he bounces around in relationships, which, you know, I it is what it is. But I just I. uh, I just it's. It's different now to the sense of I know who I am now, mm-hmm. and it's not reliant on who I am to him. Yeah. And so the relation, the dynamic changed when that happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't need him anymore. I didn't need him to validate me yeah. anymore. And that was when everything changed. And as soon as I found my own voice again, and as soon as I started being myself again, I became that much more attractive to mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um, and so there was a lot of like back and forth with that. And then it just, I, you know, it, I'm always going to have a place in my heart for Justin. I'm always going to love. Well, the day mm-hmm. I die, probably, because there are so many things 
about him that I admire and love. Um, but it's, you know, it's never going to be, it's never going to be marriage type situation. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, well, um, babe, do you want to add any other questions to this? No, I can't. Are you satisfied with, uh, with, with Steph's story? Steph, do you have anything else to add? Um, <coughs> don't get married cause you're almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the funny Get thing for love, not I will, for, I will not say, for age. Yes. As much as my grandma would tell me I was a spinster and call me a spinster and everything, she would also tell me never get married because it's easier to leave when you're done. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that like contradiction hilarious. <laughs> I do want to throw in there, though. I do want a, a little tidbit of information that really is irrelevant. But it's about Justin and I. He, oops, sorry, about being a laborer. He would bring home everything from work: plywood, drywall, <laughs> toolboxes. Like you yeah. name it, this man brought it home. <laughs> and so I had a rule: he was not allowed to bring any of this shit into the house. So the inside of the house was immaculate because I was a psychopath. So it was the only thing I had control over was the interior of the house. And the yeah. outside of the house looked like a construction Sanford yard. Sanford and Son. It was Sanford yeah. and Son. <laughs> like anytime you pulled in the driveway, all you heard was dun dun dun. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, man. Good stuff. Well, um, so we're at 40 minutes right now. I'm going to take a moment to showcase a, a couple of shows um, for our listeners. Um, I have been listening to this one podcast. It's called Undiscovered Entrepreneur. Uh, the guy that runs it, his name is DJ Scoob. He is a fantastically funny guy. Uh, it's a podcast for new entrepreneurs, uh, that want to learn or, you know, even, even be showcased, um, you know, because they might be doing something revolutionary. I listened to, uh, you know, a few episodes of it so far. I can't stop listening to it. The guy has... He's he's funny, but he's not overselling himself. Mm -hmm. You know, he's really engaging with his his guests, but his guests have really like cool stuff to say. And I believe that a lot of people can learn from that podcast. So uh, give Undiscovered uh, Entrepreneur a listen. Um, You can find it on Apple Podcasts. Um, But anyway, that's about uh, it for this week's show. I want to personally thank Stephanie for taking time out of her busy life to come in and uh, give us a little bit of insight and some backstory on uh, the infamous Stephanie. So we want to thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, from both of us, we are your hosts. My name is Dave. And I'm Liz. And we will see you next week. See ya.